Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, JC producing Sandspin, the one and twos. We're broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Don't forget to go to their website at hazelskyonline.com. And this first segment of the second hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find the cheapest rate out there for you for auto, home, life, or renter's insurance. That's because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210 Six four one four thousand. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So um, before we went to break, because uh, I know we got a caller on here, and I got a, cu- a couple tweets I want to read. But Hard put something out there. Um, Metcalf, talk to me, Hard. Yeah. You said that if Devin Hester is going to get in, and who else did you say? No, oh, I De- said then Eric Metcalf should be the one. Okay, Eric what Metcalf stood out to you about Metcalf? Hall-Tan. All right, so before Devin Hester, there was Eric Metcalf. His 12 NFL return for touchdowns is third in NFL history. You know who they're behind? Devin Hester, because he passed him. And then, of course, Brian Mitchell of the Washington football team. So when when, when Metcalf was in the league, he was one of the top returners and specialists in the game. He was a running back, he played wide receiver, and he was returning kickoffs and punts. He led the league. He's he's had 10 punt returns for touchdowns. Come on now. 10 hmm. of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with you on that. I won't argue with you on that. I mean, Jonas had brought up Devin Esther, which I think we're going to look at real quick of who are the ones that are up yeah, yeah. for next year. But I, I think Devin, would I would put him in. But when you talk about Metcalf, that's a little bit old school, a little bit more. But you're right. On that, I mean, is he all? Damn, he must all. He's got to be surpassed his eligibility almost, right? To even get no, in. No, he's still in the mix because there's, in- there's been a couple of articles that have been written about it, and this one it goes to the Veterans Committee or okay Centennial, whatever it may be. I got but you. He's he's definitely one of those guys that was overlooked, and I've talked to him numerous times about this. Mm-hmm. When Christian McCaffrey got paid all that money that he got, that's the the type of player Metcalf was. Hmm. He was he was all around player, and I've I've known Eric Metcalf's name since his dad Terry hmm. Metcalf hmm. when he was doing his thing, and then Eric came to the University of Texas, but then he went on and to the unbelievable things, and that's he still covers the um, the Cleveland Browns, so I know Jonas has hmm. some feelings about that as well. Hmm. Yeah. 736-9760. A couple of tweets here before we go on the phone. James uh, is checking with us. 
at only JRE. He says, uh, ask Calvin if Derrick Henry has 1,800 yards and leads the Titans to a Super Bowl victory and retires. Is he a Hall of Famer? He'll have more yards than uh, TD with a 2,000-yard season and a Super Bowl. TD messes up your theory of selectivity. Look, the thing with Terrell Davis, even if I was, even if I wasn't a Bronco fan, I would still say Terrell. I think the impact. I think it's hard for people, and I don't know how long, how old James is, especially for this generation. Like in that time of '97 and '98, like you have to think, like Elway got his ass kicked in four Super Bowls. He was 0 4, blown out. They didn't really have any good defenses back there, in my opinion. A lot of that was on Elway. That's why I say I don't know. He's not my best of all time, but he's probably the guy that's done the most with the least when he in his prime. But when Terrell Davis shows up and you basically get 2,000 yards that we hadn't seen. Like I said, since O.J. Simpson running through the airport on Hertz commercials, okay, that right there, and you talk about who people held John Elway standard, Terrell, he was unstoppable, man. That line, and I don't care, don't tell me about, oh, they went on ahead, 1,200 backs after that, they rushed for 13. No, man, Terrell Davis from the Super Bowl impact and the impact he had on that guy at quarterback puts him in. Now, Derrick Henry, I don't know because it's always that question of like guys like Gail Sayers and before if their careers cut short. I mean, look at Calvin Johnson this weekend. Megatron. Does everybody look? I mean, not a long career. I mean, he's right there with Barry Sanders. Both of them basically cut their careers short because of a bad organization. Both of them went in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Both of them went in the Hall of Fame. And I think Calvin Johnson becomes the youngest player to go into the Hall of Fame since, I think, either Jim Brown or Gil Sear, one of the two. So it's been a long time since somebody that young. Do we, does anybody got a problem with Calvin Johnson? Is he a, is he a Hall of Famer in you, Harge? Is, is Calvin Johnson, is he, is he, do you feel a certain I mean, way about him? Here, here's the biggest thing for me. Yes, I do believe he is a Hall of Famer. The okay. problem that I have with a lot of this is what are you considered a first ballot Hall of Famer? Right. The Peyton Good Manning's, right? Right. That, that, that's it. Because when you start looking at it and you start breaking it down piece by piece and could he have done this or what would he projected to be, it's the first ballot ones that are that should be the no-brainers. You know, perfect example was Peyton Manning this weekend. There was nobody on earth that didn't think he was going to be a first ballot exactly. Hall of Famer. Right. Charles Woodson. Nobody on earth would have thought that Charles Woodson would not have been a first ballot Hall of Famer because the, the skins are on the wall for what mm. he did. Yeah. But there are some that you look at and you say, all right, he's probably a Hall of Famer, but does he get, need to get in right now? I feel I know exactly what the, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there, there's so many there's so much political part to this too true uh some people get in because they were great personalities some people don't get in because they didn't have a good relationship with the media but what was their performance that's what i that's i, I don't care if you have to talk to the media or not if you performed on that field and your peers feared you then you deserve to be that. So you think basically based off of that, that's a good take you just had. And based off of that, you probably was in that corner that you thought that they Terrell Owens got screwed by not going in. How they made like slapped him on the wrist. Like, Oh, we're going to owe you back. You ain't going in on your first time ballot. 100, 100%. You're 100% correct because numbers wise, where do you put T.O.? You have no choice, but to put him up to the top. Right. People did not like his antics. Yeah. 
Yeah, one thing you said is true. It's a lot of politics involved. It's a lot of, you know, hey, this is that. That's why I feel like if you look at the last couple years of what Antonio Brown's gone through off the field, that's going to hurt him come Hall of Fame with time. For sure. He's not. I think if you look at uh, Antonio Brown, I mean, I think if he never caught another pass, again, in my opinion, he's a first-time ballot Hall of Famer. But he's not going to get there based off of these last three, four years, the way he acted on the way out in Pittsburgh, that little stint that he pulled with the Raiders. And then, you know, because Tom's there, it's kind of been like, okay, you're going to come live with me and Giselle. I'm going to get you right because I want you, but I'm going to keep my eye on you. I think that's going to cost him at least a few years that he's going to have to wait before he gets in. I mean, he might have to wait for a minute, but if you take that off the field these last three years, he's a first-time ballot. Now, some of the people that you you got, Jonas, that's up for 2022, before we go to the phones here real quick, give me a couple names out that, that you have. Well, sticking with the receivers there for a second, let's look mm-hmm. at Reggie Wayne and Torrey Holt. Does Calvin Johnson on his first run deserve to top those two? I think Reggie Wayne has the potential of being a Hall of Famer, but I don't. based off a hard conversation we have right now, I don't have him first ballot. I'm well, not putting not Reggie. For, so for, they're already on their second, and they've, they've already okay. been on the ballot before. Yeah, okay, I thought in. he was – yeah, I – Wayne is one of those that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna battle that much for Wayne. I mean, again, you threw he ain't Marvin Harrison. I mean, Mar I, I think Marvin, you know, well that's Peyton. Marvin did work. Reggie, I think, also is more of a product to Peyton than anything. But I'm not gonna argue. But definitely, I don't. He ahead of Heinz Ward? Hell no, in my opinion. But go, <laughs> but go ahead though. What's some other ones? What about you, Harge? Yeah. What about what I mean, you had on Reggie, Harge? He's going to get there. He's going to get there. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer, especially because I know you're going to get into it with some other stuff. Right. But no, go the numbers, the numbers at the end of the day, look at the numbers and where do they compare as you start looking at the era that they were working in, that they were playing in. True. And how did they end up? Where were they in the echelon of the players through that decade or however long they played? Hmm. Okay. One more you got for me. Go, go ahead, Jones. Phones? All right, so we got Demarcus Ware. Yes. Oh, yeah. He in there. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, right. I mean, got off top, you know, couldn't get it done in Dallas. Somebody had to come take care of him, send him right, <laughs> send him out the right way. Okay. But yeah, D Ware helped Von Miller mature. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's yep. probably first time ballot. Okay, controversial yep. ones here. And we got this out on Twitter. It's a poll right now. You can go vote. Okay. We got Tony Romo, Patrick Willis. And Devin Hester. We've talked about Devin Hester already. Tony Romo, Patrick Willis. Tony Romo, I've said this before. If he would have got to one Super Bowl, he necessarily didn't have to win it. But if he would have led Dallas to one Super Bowl, I think with his numbers, not first-time ballot, of course, but eventually Tony would have got in off of that politic, that brand. I don't know if he gets in. To me, he's not. I love Patrick Willis, but I'm not sure about that one. I'm torn on that. I love Patrick Willis. But like he he didn't play that long. His career was kind of cut short too, right? He quit. Yeah, he quit early because of the concussions and the stuff yeah. like that. He was born. I don't know about that because if you look at Patrick Willis, when you think middle linebacker, Singletary, Dick Buckus, Jack Lambert, when Ray you start Lewis. Ray Lewis, right? I don't know, man. And I love Patrick Willis, but I don't know Erlacher. if I'm putting Erlach. I'm not. I don't know if I'm putting him in that first ballot. No. Now to go back to the Romo question, but as we go into break here. Does he right now? If he stops today, does he go in as a broadcaster? Oh, no. I can answer that. Yeah, no, man, no, no. I don't think. I mean, so. he's great, was, but no. Yeah, his daddy hooked him up with that job anyway with Jerry. 
So he does a hell of a job. He better not thought he was going to be. I got to give credit. He better not thought, but his daddy gave him that job. 736-976. We get back. We'll get to Andrew's phone call. Then DJ, you listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. Just like a rich staircase. No fly zone. Please stay the fuck out my airspace. All right, back here on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Making sure you check out their website at Hazel Sky Online, where you can shop from the comforts of your own home. All right, so um, Real quick before, I want to get hard just take on some of the speeches that he heard. And I think we've got the Peyton audio. We'll talk about that and a couple more people checking on Twitter. But before we do that, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Andrew. Andrew, you're on the sports crown here on Ticket 760. What's up, Andrew? Hey, I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? I'm doing all right, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for asking. That's good. No, just a, just a few things. Uh, I'm a huge Bengals fan, and I, I think four people, or at least two, deserve to be in. Let's start. We'll start. Let's go with Corey Dillon. He's 20th all time in rushing yards. He and his, I believe his first six years had over 1,000 rushing yards. Uh, I don't think too many people did that. He broke the single uh, rookie yard or rookie rushing yards in a game versus Houston, and then against your Broncos, broke the all time uh, single game record. Yeah, don't remind me. That was horrible. I remember that day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they're second eight in the box versus him. And they, they know that he's getting the ball. And then he gets the Super Bowl with the the Patriots. But then again, it might be a media thing where he wasn't – they weren't too fond of him and vice versa. Let me ask you this, Andrew. Who – give me the – since you're a Bengals fan, give me the – who's the quarterback he was playing with in Cincy at that time? Was that the – that wasn't Kitna era, was it? Was, was it, it? No, it wasn't Kitna. It, was, it might have been uh, Scott Mitchell – it was like Scott Mitchell and Kelly Smith. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Then, so who's the other one you had? Because you had Corey Dillon. What was the other one? Chad Johnson. He led the AFC four straight yards and receiving yards. Going up against uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's D and Baltimore's D. But his antics, they yeah. don't like that too much. Yeah. I got you. Thanks for the phone call, Andrew. Thanks for the phone oh. call. And that's uh, – that's brave for you calling the airways and admitting you're a Bengals fan. That takes a lot of guts. <laughs> well, not, but well, no, not only that, isn't Chad Johnson already in there? Didn't he have a Hall of Fame jacket on the bench one time? <laughs> He's like, he got the bootleg one. That's the yeah, the, yeah. I don't ah, again. Corey Dillon. I even forget that time that he went over the Patriots. But Corey Dillon. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. Uh Chad Johnson, I love Chad Johnson. I think, you know, he was the guy. He made the league a lot of money. They find him every week. He was entertaining. <laughs> I don't know, man. I not when I'm looking at Heinz Ward sitting there. And I not not when I'm looking at Heinz Ward sitting out sitting out this play in the Super Bowl go, I can't do that. Um and Heinz played in the era where they let you come across the middle and knock their heads off. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about that. But anyway. Speech is hard. What stood out? You wanted to touch on some of the uh, speeches that you that you heard over the Hall of Fame. Well, obviously, you know, me being a Dallas Cowboy fan, I, I paid a lot of attention to Darren Woodson. I paid attention to uh, Jimmy Johnson and, mm-hmm. of course, Drew Pearson. But the one that stood out to me the most, I know, I know Peyton's getting a lot of love, but the Edger and James stuff mm-hmm. was outstanding because – 
you know, he's a prime example. It, it's a contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton Manning, he comes from the first family of football with Archie Manning and, you know, his brother's a quarterback and all his his nephews about to be one of the top recruits in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the face of the NFL and he's the spokesman. And then you have Edgerin James, who in a normal walk of life, if he wasn't playing football, people would automatically judge him. And mm. then all of a sudden he tells you, I came in with gold teeth and now I'm leaving with a gold jacket. And most people thought I was going to be an inmate. And he said, I am an inmate in Canton, Ohio, mm. number 303 or whatever the number was that he nice. ran off. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of it was Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, for everything that he went through as a young kid, where he grew up, he became Mr. Ohio, and he left and went to Michigan. Hmm. Didn't even go to Ohio State. Goes on to win the Heisman Trophy. Becomes the first-round pick of the Raiders. Goes to the Super Bowl. All this great stuff. But he opens his speech up with singing to his mom. Oh, he went to boys to men, mama. He was stripping. He went to, yeah, he, he bust the boys to men on him, yeah? Yeah? And, and, and the thing about it is there's so many – people in that and i'm not saying everybody don't love their mama no i see what you're saying you know you know exactly what i mean Mm -hmm. when i say that because Mm -hmm. living in a house with a single parent and raising and growing and like they said for those that always say you can't your woman can't raise a man and they couldn't get the bleep out yeah i like that that was real i like that point he might yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying so the work that he puts in and the reason his his reason why everybody wants to know your reason why what's your why he just gave it to you and he sure opened did. his heart up my man was crying yep. so emotional behind it and and those are the types of speeches that I wanted to hear those hmm. I don't I didn't know everybody's backstory right I didn't know every, what what fueled them to become those people and I think that's what we need to start taking a lot more from not always the accomplishments but what drove them to lead to those accomplishments so those those were my interesting points I agree good point on Charles Woodson I think even I remember when he got the knock when they kind of let him know that he got in when this happened like last year time you could tell even though you know a guy that won the Heisman uh, trophy in college um, and now, you know, one of the few to get the Heisman and the Hall of Fame. But he, 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 even then when they gave him the knock, it was kind of like he didn't even take it for granted that he was going to be considered in the Hall of Fame. Like, it was genuine tears. And like you said, right. that, and I thought that one-liner he got with his mom was right on and just leading, you know, that whole thing, singing to his mom, that kind of lets you know what that kind of meant. And again, being raised single, you know, mother, being African-American, being in that situation with the stigma and all that. And again, something right. else to go back to your point, because I know I kind of, you know, kind of trying to stake some thunder from Edron James' accomplishment, but also giving Edron James some credit. I think in his speech, which I didn't see a lot, but I know one of the things that stood out to me was the fact that, which I didn't know is like, the even as real as his bust that's going in, like he's the only guy with dreads. Right. That in his bus that he's going in with that because it was that I do now that you're talking to me about this I do remember that era with him coming out of Miami and then basically sitting there in that stigma at that time uh, right. of because you everybody knows in the '90s what kind of stigma the University of Miami had anyway 
Like it was, but it was like, you know, uh, you know, Catholics versus convicts, you know, when Notre Dame paid right. him. Everybody knows right. what the stigma and coming to that era. So he did have that a lot. And then to go there with Peyton and to kind of do that. Yeah, that is. I mean, you always want guys to be real when they have these speeches. Were you surprised? And I wonder, is it just because we were doing two conducting classes? But are you surprised that they put a time limit on these guys of six minutes? I wonder, is that something that's going to stay? I hope it does, cause man, I ain't got time to be listening to all that that much. I mean, good gravy. Yeah, Peyton like to thank everybody else and Ray like, hey, thank you for y'all doing this. So this speech is only have to be that long, but he was on the point with his seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-976. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn and also their home of the 275. You call it happy hour Monday through Friday from 4 to 6. Nice atmosphere as well, too, pet friendly. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, a couple more before we go back to the phones. We've got a couple more tweets coming in here. Um, let's see here. We got uh, Ed Ed Mendoza checked in with me a while ago. Says, I feel you, Cal. Edge was a great back, and I love my Canes, but nothing stri- sticks out. First two years were off the chain. Great, and after that, he was just a good back that was big and fast. Um, also, we've got... Um, Ex Cowboys fan at R and B, uh, what was that R and B on the cut? I don't know, but anyway, come on, Calvin. I heard you about Mike Shanahan. I agree, but he isn't yet. And please put some respect on Tom Flores' name. You mentioned he's no Lombardi, but Tom Flores is only behind him and win percentage. So, uh, and accolades aside, too many to mention should have been in years ago. Yes, he probably should have been in off the fact that he was the first Latino coach to win two Super Bowls in. But I'm just going back the outrage and the venom in in this region and basically also before I'm like, okay, he got in, that's fine. But Mike Shanahan, based off of his style of offense, you know, what he created, he got a team over the hump and done that. I think Mike. Now I got an interesting one from somebody else saying that, hey, if you say um he said Mike Shanahan was why does Mike Shanahan go in before Mike Holmgren? Well, first of all, Mike Holmgren, who also, like Mike Shanahan, wore the hat of the GM and the coach. <laughs> Mike Holmgren played dirty pool with Sean Alexander and cost him a half a million dollar bonus at the goal line when he called didn't want to call a run play in the game they won because he knew Sean Alexander was going to get a half a million dollar bonus. That's out there. I'm not even making that up. I got respect for Holmgren, man. He went. He he Packers. Brett Favre taking them back to Titletown, bringing that. Does that have anything to do with your Bama? Does that have anything to do with Bama? No, because I can't. I can't adopt Sean Alexander. I wasn't Bama back then. I ain't gonna try. I'm, okay. I'll keep it okay. real. Okay. I ain't want to. I don't go way back to Sean. I know he's road tied, but all no, everything from Nick on. That's that's all I claim. But okay. Mike Holmgren, 
And then he went to Seattle, right? A lot of people thought right. Seattle got screwed out of that Super Bowl with bad calls. Uh, Pittsburgh fans don't want to hear that, but I don't got a problem with Homer in there. I mean, he's not he's not in there yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't say he doesn't deserve in there. But again, it's like you can only I, I, in a normal year, I think only six go in at a time, something like that. But you also have the coach right. vote. Like coaches are separate from players in terms of the vote. I don't know why Mike's not in yet. I mean, I, to me, I think you he, he's deserving. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. I mean, not everybody can get in, but that's why I like bringing this up because it's all opinionated and it's all good way you go. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to uh, DJ. DJ, you on the sports ground here on Ticket 760. What's up, DJ? Hey, man, I'm glad y'all are on, man. I, I need you every day. I want to I wanna throw a little small shout-out out to you. Uh, you know, Alabama ain't had a quarterback do nothing since Ken Stabler in 1977-78. And that leads me to what I'm thinking. It's just number 50, okay? Two years ago, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had to wait 50 years to win another Super Bowl, okay? Another. And this year, the Bucks won another after 50 years. Mac Brown in New England is wearing the number 50 because uh, nobody knows, but 50 years ago, the Heisman Trophy number one pick for the New England Patriots was Jim Plunkett, who they really suffered letting him go to win championships over there, going to the Hall of Fame. They're telling him, my buddy in Boston told me, they're telling him he's going to be a Plunkett. So that's all hmm. I wanted to say. Okay, I, I man. All right, DJ. All right. I thought basically the whole time the reason why he's Mac wearing 50 down there because that's just Bill Belichick's from that Bill Parcells tree. It's like you, we know you went in the highs. We know you this, but you ain't earned it, really. Uh, you, you're wearing 50 on the scout tag. Remember Bill Parcells showed up to Dallas, had everybody name tag. You wouldn't even call Terrell Owens by his name. He called him the player. Yeah. You know, Bill Boy, Belichick's from that. I didn't know the insight on that, DJ, but I thought that that was kind of where I – because I looked, I said, okay, I see him. They're putting 50 on him because they wanted to make it, but we don't know. I mean, I think that's Cam's job still this year to lose. But I'll tell you, big news out today, sure. uh, Henry, that they signed tight ends, having an MRI. They signed him. They signed two big off seasons. New England's two tight end set is going to be very huge. They hear Henry, and keep in mind – Hunter, he's yet to complete a 16-game schedule in the season. They gave him $35 million this offseason to help Cam Newton, to help Mac Jones, a rookie with two tight if they come in. That's disturbing today. Uh, they're gonna have It's something with the shoulder. They're going to have an MRI. But this guy has yet to complete 16 games, and he missed all of the last, the season before last, something to mon- monitor as you bring up the whole Patriots because I did have that on the docket, but that's that's out there. I still like them to challenge Buffalo. But that's an injury to watch out for because that's going to be a big help. I think New England's two tight end set is going to be huge that they're going to try to get back in that way, especially in running the ball as well. Um, no, but the Hall of Fame is always a good a good discussion in regards to it's opinionated. I'm, I'm eager to talk to Goose whenever we can have him in because a guy that has a vote can really go inside his head on what his criteria is. And what he looks for, because every and especially in the day hard of social media now in the last few years, like these debates and topics of people feeling out, left out or people feeling like this, it's kind of intensified because some of these players got platforms to speak and fans can oppose there. And and again, um, because one of the questions I would be loving to ask Goose is how does he block out? 
as a human, how do you block out that noise of the fandom and what you read in regards to just trying to make a fair decision and assessment on really who deserves that, you know? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's a great point. And, and, you know, Goose has been doing this for a long time. He's been a national writer. He started in Kansas City, and he covers the Cowboys as well. But he always lets you know exactly what the process is as far as your mindset, what you're thinking, and how things are going. So for me, and I love the fact that you brought it up, that it, it's always going to be a debate no matter what. Because why is this guy in and this guy's not in? And you compare the apples to the oranges and the oranges to the apples. And you try to figure out, okay, why, what made this guy get in and what made this guy not? Hmm. And there's been a bunch of players that you sit there and you watch them throughout their career. And you're like, yeah, that dude's a baller. And that dude should be in the Hall of Fame. And then you find out he never even got a vote or consideration. Hmm. So it's just it's kind of crazy how this all goes about. But yeah, politics and the way that you you view the game and what you, what have you given to the game hmm. is a lot of it, too. OK, seven, three, six, nine, seven, sixty. Uh, let's go to uh, real quick before we transition to baseball. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports crowd. Ticket seven sixty. What's up, Mike? OK, yeah, I want to ask you a question or a couple of questions about something. First of all, uh, I know that. Uh, uh, you know, you know, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I, uh, Jerry Jones, he finally uh, swallowed his pride and, um, and you know, um, made up with uh, Jimmy Johnson. But unfortunately, in the process, he cost himself probably the Super Bowl. And, uh, and, and like I said, if it, uh, Jimmy Johnson is a way better coach than Mike McCartney. He can't even get his jock strap. And so if he thinks he's going to win a uh, championship with Mike McCartney, he's going to think again. And uh, I want to ask you one other question right quick about uh, – the situation with Tom Brady. We talk about Hall of Fame. When Tom Brady retires from the NFL, is he going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Patriot, or is he going to go in as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And I thank you for taking my thoughts. Well, thanks for the phone call, Mike. I think really, like, the NFL is a little bit different. I mean, you don't really – I mean, like last night, if you look at the covers, they put – every team they played for, they had their helmet up there. I don't think it's necessarily you go in as what you go in. Now, baseball – Hard with their Hall of Fame. Did they have the? Because you have to. Do you choose what hat you're going to wear? Yeah, like what you're yeah. going right. See, NFL's yeah. not really like that. They don't. They don't really. You don't go in as a representative of a team. In baseball, they'll kind of ask you what kind of hat or what hat you're going to wear to kind of go in the, the hall. So I don't know what Tom's going to do. I just know he's going to be first ballot. Um, <laughs> there will be a lot of people there at his Hall of Fame. And we'll see how many rings that he has by the time he goes in. I think, you know, his eligibility, because I've got him playing. Of course, he's playing this year. I got him playing in 2022 as well. I think that's it for him after 2022. But I definitely think other than injury, unless he doesn't get knocked around this year, I got him playing next year too, and I think that will be it finally. So that would be 2022. So that means he retires five years. So he would be eligible by 2027. 2027 would be his first year of eligibility. Crazy, crazy. I'm gonna be old as hell by that time. He's going in, but <laughs> it is what it is, man. 736 976. You listen to the sports grind. We'll hit around a diamond a little bit before we get out of here. We'll get back. I'm just sitting in the studio, just trying to get to you, baby. All right, back here on the sports grind. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop. 
And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. They offer different flavors now, different mixed drinks such as margaritas, pina coladas as well also. Or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That's Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, before I get to hard on some baseball notes before we get out of here, a couple other tweets because Cincinnati Bengals fans is coming at me today. And, and like, I got, I've got a – Drewski uh, was saying I was going to say Ken Riley next, but I got cut off. Also, uh, Flip Texas 210, Say Cal, all this Bengals slander needs to stop in all caps with exclamation point. Plus, Kenny Riley, top five in INT all time, need to be in there. Who the F is Cliff Harris? That's a shot at Dallas fans because Cliff Harris just went in. And don't forget Ken Anderson <laughs> to the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Drewski also came at me with a picture of this brother, fifth. All-time in INTs. It's a shame he's in include all of faith. I get it. First of all, Cincinnati fan, y'all just worried about protecting Joe Burrow's ass coming off this injury with that offensive line to see if that's – and, and Jamar Chase to see if that connection. Like, at the end, bro, no, I love all 32 teams. Well, except one <laughs> that resides in Dallas, but I, I respect <laughs> But at the end of the day, man, it's still the Bengals. Okay? Icky Wood Shuffle, Sam Weiss, Boomer Sison against Joe Montana. And not only that, Bengal fan, Joe Montana looked at John Candy in the crowd on y'all's ass and went to field. It's still the Bengals, man. I get it. Hey, I didn't even know about this guy. I mean, five, five INTs. And that's another thing with NFL. I'm even a fault to this hard. Just unlike baseball, as we transition a little bit to baseball here, the history of players in the past don't get glorified as much in baseball. And I think because baseball is a numbers game. I mean, that's what it is. It's all about history of baseball. But even a guy that loves NFL had totally forgot about this guy that they're telling me in Bengals, uh, Kenny Wright, that who's fifth all-time in interceptions. I didn't even know that. But anyway, right. that's my thing. But baseball. He went to an HBCU, too. Nice. And you know what? Too. And not only that, because they paid homage to my brother in Pittsburgh. I forgot his name. The guy that – Four first round, five Hall of Famers in that draft with Mean Joe Green and all that. That brother used to work for a Man, paper. Blunt. There you go. And basically yeah. sat there, was a scout, did all that, wrote for the paper. But you know, not one HBCU guy drafted this year. Okay, so not one. From yeah. the time that we went there, so they got to work on that. And I know that's what Dion's passionate about. But let me ask you, Harge, baseball real quick. You want to talk okay. about what – I told you that the Brewers got lost to the Giants – and let me tell you, these better be some good prospects the Cubs got. Because Chris Bryant, Giants look scary, man. They look like they could go all the way. But what other pennant races are standing out to you after after this weekend, Arn? Well, as you break it down, you asked me about the Tampa Bay and Boston mm -hmm. and the Yankees. That That's a tight, tight series. And when you look at it, the problem is the Boston Red Sox went 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. And the mm. Tampa Bay Rays are eight and two in their last 10 games. And I try to base everything on how the trends are each, each week and 10 game stretch is always good for me. Hmm. Obviously the, the Chicago white Sox, And I was talking to a couple of people over the weekend and they were like, man, wasn't it, isn't it crazy that Tony La Russa, who was getting so much flack at the beginning of this. And I've talked about that openly, hmm. uh, He's got these guys playing good baseball and, and just bringing back up some of those prospects that kind of disappeared a little bit. Those guys are playing. Eloy Jimenez is doing really, really well. Obviously, the Astros, they had a tough week. They went four and ten. I mean, four and six this week. And Oakland went eight and two. So that's mm. another tight race. But to me, the Astros, the White Sox, 
and obviously the Giants are the top of the line, the top of the um, the chain where you go. The Giants were seven and three this week in their ten games. I think Ast- so, I think Astros and Giants are definitely on a collision course. Barring absolutely. any crazy injuries in the next few weeks, a month of the season, I think they're on a collision course. Don't sleep on the Dodgers though. They've been getting hmm. they've been they've been trying to do some things too. They've had some real tough come from behind wins, which in baseball, when you can come from behind, it starts to show a lot of character and fight on that team, especially this late in the season. And you still don't have all your pitchers back. Speaking of pitchers, Chris Sale is supposed to be coming back this okay. week too. So wow, that'd be huge. It's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be a big race coming up. And I'm every time you get to this time of the year, football's about to start. We just finished up with the Olympics, but baseball pennant races at this time is what it's all about. And they added an extra couple games during the AAA minor league system just for that reason. So some of these guys can stay sharp and not having to do that September call up right away. Yeah, good point. We'll definitely be all over the pennant uh, races. Definitely going to love to hear your takes on that. Um, and you're, and I was one of those. I know you talked about it a couple of times your first week here, but Tony Russo, I was another one of those was critical. This guy had some problems, you know, a couple of DIs, one lot about it. They got leaked out. Chicago, yeah, we knew about it hiring. You know, can you imagine yeah. if they do end up winning Tony Russo, knowing what he said? You got the nerve to tell Ooh. the cops, like, hey, you know who I am? I'm a World hey, Series check manager. My rings. Yeah, but if <laughs> he goes to Sox in the first year, but I still say the Giants are my surprise team. I could be off on this, but I just not expect the Giants to be this good. And then you make a trade to get Chris Bryant. The Braves. They still chucking yeah. in this and this. How far they're are they out? You know, they're they're two they're two out okay. behind uh, behind the Phillies. They're right there. With and to the lose Phillies, your lead off guy in Acuna and the in the lead of the best player on your team, and not to to still be no. in this situation is very impressive on their whole their whole staff and dugout. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, they they made some good trades and and brought some players in, some free agents that came in and and uh, made some impact right away because they kind of had to. Hmm. Real quick, too, before we get out of here, do you, because I brought him up with Philly, does Joe Girardi, do you think he has something to prove, a chip on his shoulder a little bit from Yankees of that way to prove he can do it somewhere? He's got he's got big chips on his shoulder because he's having a lot of problems. I mean, he was having some problems because people didn't believe in him. And kind of like what we talked about before, before we go, hmm. the same thing with uh, Boone over in New York. He's got to deal with those pressures, true, too. True, true. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to Mike Carr. Special thanks to producer of the show, JC, Sandspin, the one and twos, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, the snooze button before you're out the rack. Just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. Is your heating system ready for colder weather? An annual heating system tune-up from McCarthy Services will help make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and save money on your heating costs. Schedule your annual heating system tune-up today with McCarthy Services for only $29. That's right, only $29. But do it fast. This outstanding special ends soon. Call 866-838-1432 for details. License number 2705-142-9478. McCarthyHomeservices.com